Good morning, good morning, wherever you're listening from. My name is Michael Stamps. I am here with Chris Payne and Corey Lee. We are coming to you with just some thoughts and um, just some things that we believe that God has been putting on our hearts. So we want to give you an opportunity to just listen in and just tune in and, uh, and we'll see where it goes. So, uh, Chris, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing wonderful, doing wonderful. Honored to be here with y'all. Just uh, looking forward to what God's about to do. I just, uh, man, had a great weekend just out with my wife. We had a, a, a date night, Saturday night, well needed. Just kind of got out and enjoyed each other. And so was thankful for that and thankful for what God's doing there for sure. Awesome, awesome. What about you, Mr. Corey Lee? Yeah, 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 man, it's good. I love what Chris said, having the uh, the date night and me and my wife are just talking about how important that is to continue to pursue your spouse, each other, you know, both two-way and um, how easy it is to let that fall to the wayside. But I'm with you. I, I, we should have been recording for the last hour or so, <laughs> like just having a conversation. And I just know something's good that's going to come out. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, well, I'm just glad to be in the room with uh, each, uh, each one of you, uh, just the opportunity to sharpen. Because uh, like I was saying last week, I, I feel like I've been sharpened more being around men that are hungry after God. Amen. You know, Amen. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, we could be after. But uh, I think about I think it's Ezekiel chapter three. It talks about even when uh, when God gave him to eat the scroll, he said, you know, eat this, take it and eat it. And then he says at first it seemed like he didn't want it, but when he took it, he said it was like honey. It was sweet. Yeah. So, and I think there's, there's, there's two things even with that, with honey, honey doesn't expire. That's if good. you, if That's you good. preserve it correctly. So, and we see in scripture that, um, I, I, I know, um, trying to think of what is scripture it, but it talks about where, where the earth and the heavens, It'll pass away, but he says my word would never. Amen. Amen. It would never. So that, and then it tastes good. Sometimes things seems like we don't understand the taste. It's almost like a, a kid that never tried something before. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, uh, here, won't you try this? Ah, uh, you think I'm gonna like that? Yeah, just you got to try it first, you know. So first, the first initial thing usually when they put it in their mouth, they're like, well, before they put it in their mouth, like ah. Uh, and all of a sudden, there's there's a there's a different uh, facial expression of like, oh my goodness, they have done that, tasted and seen that. It there it is. <laughs> that, that's exactly right. So I believe this is what's coming out of these uh, these conversations that we're having, and I, I think it's a vital time that we we talk like this, uh, and let let people know that there is truth. Um, let me share this testimony right here, since I'm already here. Yeah. Um, even yesterday. Um, there's a young man that, um, that God has just put up on my heart and I just been constantly reaching out to him and it's not about, I'm just trying to get him in the seat of my church, but I just, I felt like God was just calling me to just continue to check up on him. So there's been times that I, I just called him random. I was like, Hey man, I'm just checking in with you. It was confirmation he needed. Uh, but, uh, last week God had just put it up on my heart. Hey, go pick him up and take him to lunch. So I showed up. I said, hey, can you go to lunch? It's like his face lit up. But the conversation that we had was what he needed. So I've been inviting him to church since sometime last year. And, uh, you know, it's been one of those things. Things been coming up or what have you. And uh, and I said, man, I'm praying that, you know, you you come, you know, one Sunday. I said, hey, it'd be great this Sunday. Hey, you can wear your jersey and, uh, you know, and uh, just come and just fellowship. Well, y'all, he showed up yesterday. Amen. Amen. And when he showed up, um, evidently it was something that he needed because he called me after service was over. It probably I had just got to my mom's house. We was gonna try to do something, little small, little finger foods and stuff. And he called and we was on the phone for forty five minutes. He says, I don't know why I have waited so long to come to the church. He says, this is what I've been needing. He said, there's, there's something that like, um, when you're searching for something and then you really find it. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's the goodness of God. Amen. Amen. That's the goodness of God. And, and so I'm, I'm seeing transformation in this young man's life that, um, that needed to happen. 
And uh, it's because of the truth. The truth will set us free, right? So that's what he was looking for. It's not like he was looking for something to sugarcoat something. You know, I I'm, I had a quote that God gave me that um, it's time out for a lot of sugarcoating because people have become uh, basically uh, sugar burned out, mm-hmm. spiritually burnt out, you know. Uh, so done got into a coma come on there we go that's exactly right that's exactly right so um but i'm just i'm just seeing that and so what we're doing it goes far beyond our our will and and what we want but there's a i believe there's there's a drawing there's there's what you prayed earlier thy kingdom come thy will be done so it's it's moving us out of the way what what about how how was y'all week you know what about sunday for you chris i thought i saw you at uh at a church this weekend so i would like to share yeah i mean that that was a blessing honestly because uh matter of fact i went to mud creek missionary baptist church they had a brotherhood breakfast there and just to kind of back up i went there to support a uh, a young gentleman named lakai freeman and uh kind of that story how that uh how that unfolded and so back in last last year in june me and my boys and my wife and friend we were at um Event Zona, and then we went to the Mexican restaurant right next door to Event Zona. And as soon as it got done, it closed at ten o'clock. We're out in the parking lot, and then here comes this young, uh, this group of young men walking up to us. And so we're wondering at first, like, okay, what's going to happen? What are they doing? What is what's what they got on their mind? And so it's nine young men walking up to us, and Lakai being the one that was uh, kind of running the group, right? He come up to me. He said, hey, 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 can I ask you a question? I was like, well, what, what are you talking about asking me a question? He said, it's all right. It's all right, man. We just want to do a quick little video for you and just kind of ask you a question and see, uh, get your response. I said, okay, all right, I can do this. I said, under one circumstance, if I can ask you a question also. He said, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. They're teenagers, right? And so they're just out there cutting up. And so he looks at me. He asked his partner. He said, "Hey, you rolling?" He said, "Yeah." And so as he does that, he says, he looks at me, asks a question. He said, "Hey, so on a scale of one to ten, how bad do you think I can whoop you?" I was like, "Oh, okay. Now this is where we're going with it." And I, so I started playing with him on it. I said, I, "I give you a five. And he said, "Okay." And he said, "That's it." I said, "You done?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Yeah." And I said, "Hold on. You still rolling?" He said, "Yeah." So I asked him. I said, "Now let me ask you a question." And then I tell you, man, at that time, the Lord just kind of hit me. And just the spirit just filled me. I just started speaking into each and every one of them young men. And uh, I wear a bracelet a lot of times that says, I know that I know that I know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I asked them that question, do you know? And I just started, started talking to them about purpose. Because like you said, we're all searching. They're all searching right there. And they were looking for things. And so Lakai was the very first one that I spoke to. And here's the thing about this young man, y'all, is everybody else was looking to him. Because he was the first one I asked, and everybody was looking to him, okay, what's he going to say? How's he going to respond? And he was locked in. Wow. And then he and he responded. He said, no, I don't know, but I want to know. Wow. And it was right there. He gave his life to the Lord. And out That's of, awesome. out of nine young men there, eight of them gave their lives to the Lord. Oh, come on. And I believe it's because that one man was bold enough to stand up, and everybody yes. else said, you know what? If he's going to do it, I'm going to do it as yes. well. And so through that, I've kept up with him, man, talked with him. He's reached out to me. I've encouraged him. And so he is now, eight months later, involved in a local church. He's 17 years old. He actually spoke yesterday at a brotherhood breakfast. Wow. And, uh, and so I was able to go there and be a part of that and just see wow. what God's doing. It's just a beautiful man, thing. And I was all. I was thankful to be a part of that. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. I should have had my uh my hand claps going at that yeah. part, and I just it just <laughs> hit me late. But we'll we'll put that in. Yeah. Hey, listen, y'all, we're still <laughs> tweaking this. We're stepping out in faith and seeing what the Lord's doing, and yes. so uh, we're going to continue to add to it as yes. we progress. Yes. Yeah, that's powerful. What about you, Corey? How was your weekend? Well, I saw that post that Chris made too, and I was, and I remember you telling that story. I was like, man, that is just so profound, and you can tell that dude's a leader. Yes. Right, because he he didn't have to wait on somebody else. He didn't have to have permission by someone else. And he's already out speaking. Yeah, yeah I just think that that's pretty yeah. powerful. And that's that's just the thing. You don't, you don't know the impact that you're making no. when you're making yeah. it. It's like I was reading this morning. I was in Acts, and we got to meet them right where they're at as well. You Come know, on. not speak over them, not speak under them. It's yeah. like that young man that you were uh, uh, talking to and yeah. that you invited. You didn't go out there and just already hit him with all these truths and all this stuff that's just way over his head. You just right. you just spoke to him right where he's at. And yes. then in Acts chapter eight, Philip. 
Philip was actually, the Lord had sent him, said, go. And so Philip's like, okay, I'm going to go. Don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing, but I'm going to go. He's like, and I'm going to send you a man. There's an Ethiopian, and he's seen him. And the Lord spoke to him and said, go up to him. And so he went up to him. He ran up beside his chariot, and he heard the Ethiopian was reading out of uh, the book of Isaiah. Yeah. And uh, in other words, he was searching, and he was seeing, but he had questions. He didn't know. And here's something I, um, I, I underlined it. Acts 8, 35 says this, then Philip Open because he was asking, he was like, Well, what about this and what about that? Asking all these questions. And then, verse 35 of chapter 8, he says, Then Philip opened his mouth and, beginning at this scripture, preached Jesus to him. In Come other on. words, he like right where this man was at, like he took where this man was at and he was able to use what this man was talking about and be able to bring Jesus into that conversation Come right on. there. Yeah. And it's just like our everyday conversations with people that we meet them right where they're at and be able to implant Jesus in that because if you talked about it earlier. The spirit is like gentle as a dove. If we have our eyes open, man, we can see the Lord anywhere and everywhere. And any opportunity we have to present Jesus, he's going to make it evident that we can bring him into the conversation. Absolutely. But the question is, do you want to? Yeah. You know? That's good. And so That's good. That was, uh, I was reminded of that. And so. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was powerful. It, it reminds me of that the quote or the verse of scripture, in season and out of season. In season ready. and out of season. Yeah. And I love, even before we start a recording, you're talking about being ready for that word, having their eyes and and our heart postured ready to receive that word. And, Absolutely. And I was thinking about uh, earlier today I read in Jeremiah, it said, um, the Lord said to Jeremiah, go to the potter's house, then I will speak to you. Mm. Right there mm. I will speak to you. And uh, it's like, you know, sometimes people are like, well, well speak to me now and then yeah. I'll go. Wait, wait, well, tell me, what are we going to do at the potter's yeah, house? There like, we go. No, Jeremiah was, was attentive, and he had that history with the Lord to know, like, oh, that's the voice of the Lord. I'm going to go to the potter's house, and that's then good. he's going to reveal, my, reveal himself to me. And yeah. I just love uh, in season and out of season. You were yeah. ready. You you were ready at the at the bowling alley. Yeah. You, were re- you know, I, I that's just so think awesome. That's awesome. And, and here's the thing about it. I, this kind of hit me the other day. I was talking to my wife, Kayla, as we was driving to Alabama. Okay, so we're in. We're all in the season of, you know, we're waiting on next season. Like God's given you a promise. God's given you a promise. Mm-hmm. All of His promises, and that yeah. we're 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 waiting on. We're working towards and all this stuff. And so we're always at a time in a in a season of waiting, waiting on that next. A lot of times, but there's too many people that are stagnant in that waiting because mm. they're 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 stuck waiting on that next season because they think the purpose is in that next season. But listen to me now. When we find purpose in Christ, right where we're at, then we have um then then we're we're good in this waiting season. Because yeah. I mean, my every every day is purposeful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Wherever I'm going, whatever I'm doing, That's my right. purpose isn't when I get to this next season. When the Lord opens up this door, any I mean, we're ready in season and out of season. Are you going to be faithful with this little that you have? Mm-hmm. And That's the right. Lord says, "I'm going to entrust you with the much." And so, just when I can find purpose in my everyday living, just my purpose in Christ, not in my job, not in this, not in that, but in Christ, then then I mean, there's purpose every day. I'm good in the waiting. Yeah, so since you said that, <laughs> that reminds me, uh, it says, they that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, uh, I shared something on Facebook not too long ago, and one of the things that God was saying, even about waiting, when you're waiting, you're not worrying. Mm. Because there, I think if you worry, you're going to wonder, mm-hmm. but it's two wonders there. You know, even with the even with the the children of Israel, you know, what I'm saying when they were out, they was out in the wilderness, they were wondering and wondering. Mm. So but what you just said is showing that in our waiting, we should be working and worshiping. That's right. That's right. Because even with with waiting, uh, let's take a farmer for example you know when he's putting things in the ground he's got to grind the, mm. the ground up and put mm. things in it he's still in a waiting period mm-hmm. he is he's he's going through he's understanding that the seeds that he's put in the ground he's got to take care of these things he's got to cultivate what he's putting in the ground so he's still in a waiting period mm-hmm. the harvest will come but i think that is that have uh, been miscommunicated to people well i waited a little time it didn't happen. Almost what we talked about last week about disappointment. Well, you disappointment because the distance between the appointment is not what you wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But really, 
if we're in the waiting, we should be getting renewed in our strength. You know, we should be being renewed in the strength. So we, we'll go back to being reminded in Scripture what God, well, you did this for this person. Oh, let's go back to Caleb. Mm-hmm. You know, he was promised this, but it was 40 years later. So it's not when you want it, but it's when he wants you to have it that you can understand the full extent of what you have the blessing for. Instead of being entitled to it, you understand that it's a blessing that he gave it to you. So. I don't know. I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing because you you uh I mean you got to understand the fact of it like I don't deserve this. Yeah. You know? That's and, right. And so like who am I to try to rush something? Like yeah. okay God, like I mean where you at? I've done this, this, this. I mean I'm waiting on you. And so the fact of the matter is also like uh for lunchtime, let's say we went to I don't know, Longhorns and got us something to eat. What are we going to have Good place. There? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> what are we going to have there? We're going to have a waiter. Yeah. And what's that waiter going to do? Mm. That waiter's going to wait on Come us. On. And so when we're waiting on the Lord, Come on. we're not just sitting here with our hands idle and just kind of shaking our hands and feet waiting on him to move. We're yeah. waiting on him. We are serving him. Yeah, that's and, good. And it's in the midst of that serving that we find the purpose as we continue to move forward. That's good, Chris. That's good. That's, That's good. So good. Uh, I was just kind of laughing internally. It's like, um, you know, Jesus Jesus said, I'll be right back. You yeah. <laughs> like, what yeah. are we going to do in the, in the waiting? Yeah. Right? It's not just standing there. And I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine one day, and he was saying that, you know, he's in a season of rest. And there's, mm. there is a time, season of rest. Absolutely. But, you know, you can take that season of rest beyond mm. the prescribed mm. time, and now you're being idle. Yeah. And he was talking about that, and I was like, man. Sure, been resting for a little bit, right? Yeah. Like how easy it is yeah. to for that rest to move into idleness, and I'm mm. not doing anything. I'm just kind of kind of waiting for that yeah. next season. Everybody likes that fruit, but they don't like the process. Oh, you know, the they want to hold up the trophy and say, "Man, I did it," but they don't like to go through the process yes. of the working. Yeah, I mean we. I guess we saw the Super Bowl last night. I guess so. We're talking about the trophies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You ask this question: Are you content? So a lot of people say, man, I'm content, I'm content. Are you content or are you complacent? There we you go. Yeah. Because it's That's like, good. I'm content, but really I'm complacent. I'm just yeah. not moving anywhere. Because it's so easy for us as humans to get to that place. Even our bodies itself. If you were in a hospital for a few days and you stayed in that bed and it's like you got to learn how to walk again because if you haven't been, that's why they would, hey, you got to get out and walk again. Because your body automatically say, you know what, I'm just going to sit up here and just eat, you know, and not do anything. Mm-hmm. So it takes us to exercise everything. So from uh, from our physical to our spiritual side. So if not, we're going to be, uh, we're easy to be like creatures of habit or of uh, just whatever comes easy. Mm-hmm. You know, if it feels easy, yeah, I'm cool with that. But I, I think that. God is wanting to challenge each and every one of us, even uh, the ones that are listening. Um, he's wanting to challenge you to, to get out of that that place, like step out of your normal. Uh, and I guess this is a good place to even share this, but um, my life has always been where I've been trying to listen to the voice of God. It's not that I was trying to do it because I had selfish ambition of what I wanted. But there, there was there was a call that God would tell me, all right, you need to go this direction. It didn't make sense, but it made faith. Mm-hmm. So when other people were like, are you sure? Are you crazy? But I'm like, the God I serve, the time I spend with him, he's proved time after time. So no matter what you think, I know what his word says. So it's not a feeling, it's a knowing. And so whoever this is that's listening, that's the place that you want to be. You don't want to get so caught up into the things that you have that that makes you make make the decision because it seems convenient, but it's not not committed to Christ himself because uh, we're reminded that uh, we have to, uh, like the rich man, he said, you need to sell everything else and then follow me. Can we get to that point that we say, you know what, all this other stuff don't matter and follow him. Take up our own cross and follow him to the point. If we get to that point, then we can actually see Matthew 6 and 33 uh, where it can work out right there. Where we can see we seek the kingdom and his righteousness and these things shall be added. You know, these things will be added. The things that you you want, even the desires of your heart. 
your heart changes because you're out to him. Mm-hmm. So you, you're thinking, well, I wanted this. And all of a sudden you start changing because I'm just telling you for my We've all my example. There, yeah, you know? yeah. Years ago, you know, I, I delighted in this. This yeah. is what I wanted. Come on. But the more I, de- I mean, I, my desire was this. But yeah. the more I delighted in the Lord, yes. you know, years later, my yes. desires had changed. Yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. So I, I just, I wanted to, I felt like, I felt that spiritually, like just, just putting it out there. Because we're in a time that... um Everything has become almost, I guess the word would be cookie cut. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, there, everything is modeled. You know, mm-hmm. there's a model for this. There's a model for that. Oh, just put it in this, and it's going to automatically oh, plug happen. Play. Plug, yeah. plug and play. Yeah. Plug and play. But, and I, this, it reminds me. Uh, this has been a couple of years ago, but I remember I was running. I was out running one day, and I was like, "Lord, why I'm not creative like I used to be?" He said, "It's because you're trying to compare me to social media." Mm. He said, "You need to get away from YouTube and social media. I mean, YouTube and Facebook and these different places trying to get an idea." He said, "I'm the creator. Yeah. Wow. I I made you to be creative. So when I started separating." It seems like there was more spark because I was not trying to compare because it's so easy. Like what we just got to talking about, we're we're uh, we're creatures of habit. We love something easy. So, oh, well, they done this. Cool. I'm going to do the same thing. But there's something about when you spent the time away from what everybody else is doing. And you're going against the norm Mm. to hear what he's saying. Well, everybody's going this way. You're crazy. We're going this way. You don't know if they're going down a cliff. Or what what have you? Because it looks like it looks good that way. Because everybody's going that way. But mm-hmm. I think there there's a place that we got to understand. It's not about popularity. It's not about people. It's not about profit. But it's about His presence. Mm-hmm. And we got to understand that that His presence takes care of all of those other things. And uh, so I, I just wanted to share that that part there. So I don't know if anybody want to tap in on that. Uh, did it? Did it? You know, just our creativity comes from him. So don't get so caught up. Well, I don't look like this person. I'm not doing it like this person. Or I don't sound like Chris. I don't sound like Corey. I don't sound like Stamps. No, he didn't create you to be like we are. But there is a DNA design that he has put in you. Before you even knew yourself, Amen. Thank you. before you even knew you was formed, he already knew who you were. Mm-hmm. And like you were saying about the young man, that young man is going to be able to influence other young mm-hmm. men. And I, I let me, why are we here? Most of the time, they look at uh, when a young man gives his life to Christ, um, in a sense, some places, I ain't going to say everybody, so I don't want to make it seem like that. But, well, He's he's too young to be speaking about Christ. Mm-hmm. Like that, wait, wait, he needs to sit sit down and, and do this. And then I'm I'm to the point of just even I was telling uh telling telling the congregation like, look, we need disciples from every age group. Yeah, we do. It, it's not just about me being forty years old and everybody's going here. I mean, there's things, but. If we have disciples in every age group, that means they're going to influence their peers. And uh, so I, I think that's some of the things that we got to be open to that. If, if your child is like, look, mama, I really feel like ministry is, is part of like who I am. I just I just want to tell the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Don't shut them up. Mm-hmm. Help them. Mm-hmm. Find me. Find Chris Payne. Find Corey. I mean, whoever you got to find. But we need to be putting more fire to the ground than the pour, than us putting pouring water and putting and putting it out. We need the gospel to spread as much as this other mess is spreading, as if that makes sense. So. And see, grow in grace and grow in knowledge. And a lot of times you grow in knowledge when I'm surrounded by other brothers and sisters and yes. the word and everything. My knowledge, my older generation has helped me out with my knowledge. What about growing in grace? Growing mm. in grace means action. Like I put in some action in some yes. things, and you know, and I have to learn through the grace that when I didn't do it the way that I, you know, because the Lord is, because sometimes, man, I'm, I'm gonna be real. Sometimes I'm like this. I can be hard headed enough, like you can tell me how to do it and stuff, but I still got this part 
of me. It's like, yeah. you know what? But I still think if I could have done it like this. Yeah. Sometimes I need to step out and realize that my way wasn't the best way. That's and right. God's grace kind of be like, okay, teaching me That's along right. the way. That's right. That's exactly I love, right. I love what you're saying there about everybody don't don't try to be like anybody else not not that comparison part because we are a body and there's different members there of that we go. body Come there on. but uh there's also a certain group of people that that will listen to your voice Michael Stamps that won't Come listen on. to mine there will be some people that listen to Chris Payne's mm-hmm. that won't listen to yours and and vice versa but uh I remember a a mentor told me one time he said Corey you know when you get to heaven God isn't going to ask you why you weren't more like Mother Teresa. Mm. He's Come on, ask you why weren't you more like you? Why weren't yeah. you more like the Corey mm. I designed yes. and created you to be? And That's then right. He said, you know, here's the reality: when you try to compare and be like someone else, all you can ever hope to be is a knockoff brand of the original. Oh my goodness! You know, That's like, good. like That's you exactly knock, right. you the equate brand. Yes. Of the original. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And, um, yeah, that's and, good. And, and I think it, we can all learn from people, mm. right? Like, yes. I think that's that's powerful to position ourselves as a student. But there's a there's a I think you said a people, a place, a purpose, and all yeah. that that each person has. Yes. And we've got to be willing to step into that. And Absolutely. It. I think another thing that I was thinking about this. I read that this this morning it's in judges it's the very last verse of scripture in judges but mm-hmm. i think it's said a couple of times and I, this is just what it says in those days there was no king in israel well they were supposed to have a king right and it was, it was supposed to be a deity god the yes. god it said in those days there was no king everyone did what was right in their own eyes and as i sat there and was reading that this morning this thought came to me is like there's a cult there's a cultural saying that says will you live your truth I'll there live my is. truth. There it is. <laughs> you know, you just live your truth, Chris yeah. Payne. I'm going to live my truth. And it reminded me of Jesus standing before Pilate. And Pilate says, well, what is truth? Mm, you know, exactly. like, what is truth? Like, I, I, I think it is important for us to, to define what is truth, but it's got to be founded upon something. Right. And And I think that's one of the things we're seeing right now, too, is people trying to emulate other people, but everybody doing What's right in their own eyes. Yeah, exactly. I'm that's so my good. Truth. Exactly. Yeah, and that's good. You know, it's evident. And and when I say what I'm fixing to say, understand that I'm not knocking anything. There you go, just, Chris. Uh, <laughs> but, but okay, so you were talking about creativity, and the Lord's created us. Um, well, let me. Let me back up. Let me say this passage real quick. And this is, um, I give credit to Pastor Ball, David Ball at Anchor Church. That's where we go. And then on Sunday morning, he preached this passage and it was real good or this verse. But uh, Acts, I mean, I'm sorry, Hebrews 11, 8. And it says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. So here's Abraham. He, by faith, he obeyed. God called him. And by faith, he stepped out. He didn't know exactly any of this, but then this last part, and he says, and he went out not knowing where he was going. See, so many times we wait on knowing where we're going and not just step out. That's right. He he says, and he went out not knowing where he was going. He just had a word from God. You know what I'm saying? And so anyways, and I say that because the Lord speaks to each and every one of us personal in, in an intimate way, and he's created us differently. Absolutely. Y'all, seriously, before, I'm, I'm glad that y'all didn't hit record at the very beginning of this thing because y'all was in some deep conversation. I'm going to be real <laughs> with you. I wasn't in it, and I was trying to find my place in it, but that's okay because I'm yeah. not Corey and I'm not Michael yeah, Stamps either, that's right. you know? And so with that being said, the Lord's still teaching me in things, but you said creativity. We're in a, we're in a nation right now or a society or whatever the case may be that where um, we have AI. And AI is great because it helps man bring things up. But what what does AI stand for? Artificial <laughs> intelligence. Mm-hmm. And how many times are we relying on a different intelligence mm-hmm. right, rather than re- relying on his intelligence? That's right. I mean, the fact of the matter is creativity. So I post stuff on Facebook, right? And so last night, or no, Saturday, I was fixing to post something. Y'all, y'all may have seen the picture I posted about when me and Kayla went out on our date. And mm-hmm. it's just a picture that I posted out there. And I just... I type something out, you know, something meaningful from my heart. And then at the bottom of them, I guess Facebook has this thing now to where AI operated uh, longer text, uh, shorter text, inspirational text, um, 
a humorous text or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I clicked on it, you know, and it literally was going to make like this whole post about my wife personal. Like it was like, you are this, this, all these other different things Mm -hmm. that was not even me, myself and I or anything. And so, but so many people are doing that. It's running off of stuff that's not their true creativity. Mm -hmm. And so they're living not even the life that God's created them to live. Does that make sense? Yeah, It it makes total sense. So I like to write. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, I was told about Chat GPT, Chat Chat GPT, and uh, messed around on it. It's, it's a crazy, amazing, and um, and I I was sitting with the Lord one day, and He's like, I mean, you can use that, but there's not spirit on that. Mm, yes. Like, there's a difference whenever you hear somebody speaking Come on the on. stage, or you even read a book. You can tell that there's something on it. Yes, and uh, He's like, you know what? I'd rather just write and speak. And have life on it. Come on. Then have artificial mm-hmm. inseminated intelligence yeah. on it, right? And yes. Uh, Man, that, that's so good. Because sometimes the greatest thing that we can say is, I don't know. Yeah. Because I, I have to rely on him, you know, like, Lord, I'm going to need you in this. I, that's I exactly don't know. right. That's right. I, I, it's just a place of humility. That, that reminds me one time uh, I was cutting my son's hair and he asked me a question. I mean, he asks questions all the time, which he helps. You know, that's what we should. Iron sharpens <laughs> yeah, iron. Yeah, exactly. It's like, where did you get these questions from? But yeah. uh, he asked the question, and the question he had, it was like I was at that moment where I could say, make up something like I know it, or I can just say, you know what, I don't know. And I took that. I said, son, I don't know. But I said, let's find out together. Mm-hmm. And I that was a – I think that's those times that we, we show a transparency mm-hmm. – that we still studying on to know. One of the things I, I told um, the congregation yesterday, I said I never looked at it like this, but I look at it like that now. When I was uh, the other day, I was in Memphis and I was sitting waiting to do some work, and I was sitting in the car and I was looking at a church, and uh, and it's like it just dropped in my spirit. Uh, he said that the Holy Spirit just kind of showed me that. We got a lot of people that uh, feel like when they become grown, nobody don't, can't tell them anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that thought came to my mind. And I'm like, wow, they can't tell them anything. They feel like just because they're grown, they can do whatever they want to do. And then it's like the Holy Spirit says, that's why we need the church. Mm. Because that is a way that they can be spoken into. That, that makes sense. So that uh, the church is not, it's, it's, a, it's a spiritual and, and a physical thing. There's some things that you might have missed coming up. But the word of God, mm. it covers everything. So it's almost a place where we're still learning. So just because you are adult and you've been, I've been a minister for 25 years. Nobody can't tell me nothing else. I'm scared for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a scary place to be. I would, I'm the type, if I had, if I had 15 people in a room, and I mean, and it it can be top of the line, motivational speaker, whatever, uh, they can have, I'd rather be quiet. I would be quiet and listen more than I would say anything because yeah. I want to learn. I, if, if somebody was like, well, what do you think about this? Well, I'm open for suggestions mm-hmm. because I'm not saying that I know everything. Mm-hmm. And anytime we get to the point that we feel like we got it figured out, we're going to miss it. I feel like we're going to miss it. So that place of humility is 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 very vital in those times. So I, I just, you know, I shared that with the, uh, you know, with the congregation about that. So, um, you know, I didn't get to share this, but uh, I feel like this is a good place to kind of shift it for just a second. Because um, I feel like everything that we're talking about is still about identity. Amen. Like it's, it's coming back to trying to, you want to know who you are and, mm-hmm. And things like that, and um, there were there was a couple of questions that I opened up, even uh, last week uh, and this week, and just challenging uh, people. But these are some of the questions that uh, that a lot of time people been uh, googling these questions. They call them the uh, the five big questions about life. So you know, uh, origin, where did I come from? You know, identity, who am I? Purpose, mm. why am I here? Mm-hmm. Morality, how should we be living? You know, and destiny, where are we going? Mm. These are like some of the main questions people are asking right now in this season, in this time, because there's so much going on. But it goes back to what y'all were saying. People are wanting truth, mm-hmm. but 
if they're not looking in the right place, they're going to believe their own truth. Yes. Because it does not. Uh, it, everything else seems like, uh-uh, I don't, I don't want that. I, I want to go this direction because, look, refresh. It feels good to just sit down and eat moon pies all the time, you know? <laughs> but that does not help us. But the reason why I'm saying that, um, um, actually, Saturday morning, we actually did a men's uh, uh, get-together. And we, we cooked breakfast and things like that. But one of the main things that uh, I got a chance to do is just kind of share with the men that were there that, like, if you feel like you're running in a circle, Mm-hmm. then you are if you feel like you're running in a circle then you are and i said but in order for you to get out of that circle with everything else that is going on you got to get to a place that you hold yourself accountable uh and what i mean by that the ones that was there, i said under the sound of my voice you know um what i what basically what i kind of what i teach or you have heard you've been around enough to say i'm still pushing you back to the word of god Mm. so now what i'm asking you to do is take the responsibility to find out what your identity is in the word of god i can speak into it but it's for you to take it for yourself and believe when you open up this word of god that it's going to be revealed to Mm. you and anyway god just kind of in that in that service, I mean, just that breakfast, man, the Holy Spirit just come in and just just rested in the place. And just to see um, grown men crying. Mm-hmm. It ain't about that, but it's just to see that the Holy Spirit was so tangible mm-hmm. at that time that, like, God, I just want more of you. And and before the day was over, everybody exchanged numbers. And it's like, hey, let's just let's, let's, uh, hold each other accountable. Because one of the biggest things I said, look, on Saturdays, you should try to make it that if you know you're going to church the next day, check on somebody else. Hey, man, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. I said it shouldn't be just the pastor's place. Yeah, that's good. If we hold each other's uh, hold each other accountable, like am I my brother's keeper? Answer is yes. This will help us sharpen one another. And then those places that we felt like uh, we wasn't sure or what an enemy came in or and, and make us think, well, you might I messed up so. I might would just sit at home. Exactly, exactly. And I, I don't want that. So I'm I'm just trying to tell them. I'm not saying that the church is the the only way that you understand your identity, but there is help in the sanctuary. There there is uh there's things that he reveals to you because you made the effort. Mm-hmm. I can talk about the gym all day at home <laughs> and say, man, yeah, I'm trying to get rid of this dead bo- this dad bod, but I haven't left the couch. Yeah. And I want to say something on that real quick. So yes. you guys, both of your backgrounds in the ministry, mine's more yes. in the business world, Come and all on. that kind of stuff, and uh, backgrounds in the gym. What was interesting, whenever I first started learning about health and fitness and eating right, I would be reading books and magazines, and I got the same feeling that I got by going to the gym, right? Like the same, ooh, I read about fitness and exercising, I got that same kind of feeling wow. of actually being in the gym. And so mentally, yes. it's like, well, I don't know if I really need to go now. Yeah. Wow. And, and you can trick yourself into Come on. thinking. That's like, good, Corey. Man, That's that is, um, it, it's not the same thing as getting in the game. Reading about the game and getting in the <sighs> wow. game is not the same thing. But how important it is to read about. Man. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. That's so good. And and otherwise, if if not, what you were saying um, – what, what what we tend to do is pick and choose the philosophies that mm-hmm. we like. Oh, I like a little mm-hmm. bit of Mark, then I like a little bit of Aristotle. Oh, you come know on. what I'm saying? I, I yeah. like a little bit of uh, or, John Maxwell yeah, I, I and like Revelation. How, I, yes. I like how the Lord tells me this about my future, but then I, I also like how the horoscope tells me about my future. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's wow. good. And one, one other thought, too. I love what you're talking about The um, as a leader. Uh, this is a powerful lesson for me. I love what you said. You, your son asked you the question, mm-hmm. and you had the humility mm-hmm. to say, I don't know. Um, for me, we opened up our business. Business starts growing. You know, I don't know anything about leadership, personal growth, none of that stuff. And I felt like I had to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. It was such a freeing thing when I realized, man, you, you got to have all the answers. Yeah. And and how, how, how much um, weight was off the shoulders, but also mm-hmm. you quit all the striving, right? Like trying to make yourself – 
uh, sound wise or smart when everybody around you already knows you don't really know the yeah, answer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, <laughs> and yeah. and yeah. how freeing that was to say what you said to your sons, like, well, I don't really know. Let's figure that thing out. Yes. You know, that's a yes. great question. Yeah. yeah. Uh, man, it's just wow. a weight off the shoulders for, for that. I yeah. think that's a good place for even in, in ministry as far as pastors and, and ministers that it's not that you have to have the right answers mm-hmm. right then all the time. But there's there's a place of even wisdom where you you have to hold off and wait because you can make the wrong decision. Um, and if you ever run a church, uh, if you ever run a church, one of the things is you, you learn to uh, what you have to be slow to speak, quick to listen, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and so one of those things, even after you have an incredible Sunday, you have yeah. an incredible Sunday. There's some, a few things that happen. There's some flaws that sometimes happen on a Sunday. And uh, a lot of times you can take that and that becomes your rain cloud that's over you. Mm, mm. The word that you just preached, mm-hmm. the enemy tries to come and take those seeds. And I think that's one of the the, the issues in ministry as us as, as pastors that we got to understand. We cast those cares back to him yeah. and understand that we can't be everywhere. But we deal with things in the, in the wisdom and the counsel from uh, God has put people in accountability that you have. And then not only that, then you seek wisdom from him. God, all right, what direction I need to go with it? How do I need to deal with it? Instead of doing stuff off of just off top of the head, soon they bring it to, oh, well, I'm going to do this. Because mm. most of the time when you don't come off of a spiritual high, yeah, yeah. just know that the enemy is going to come and he's going to try to stick you in your side when you tender. It can, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you done preached on marriage, just know that when you get home, it's something going to seem like something off. Why is this off? Mm-hmm. The enemy wants to come and take what uh, what you just, the word that was been given, you you haven't. So that's one of the things I, I said yesterday. I said, be mindful, be watchful that the words you got today, he's trying to come to take it. Yeah, as soon exactly. as you walk out, it might not be when you just walk out, but as soon as you got this word, mm-hmm. you get a text that's random stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So and you got and you got to realize as well as you were saying that, especially like with marriage or just any other topic that you may be hitting on is uh, the enemy's going to try to come at that uh, because it's a spiritual battle. Because the fact of the matter is, I'm just there we go. You know, here I am. We just preach this powerful message, man, on the spiritual high. Just came down and I go home and then boom, you know, uh, I get hit with this or get hit with that. And so if you're not careful, the enemy comes in. And since you preach this powerful message and you got affirmation from everybody else on the outside at your church and everything, and you're not getting it from the pe- other people come on and they become the problem when the fact of the matter is it's a spiritual battle that, you know? the enemy's trying to come at you you preaching brother i yeah. I, I, I told uh not this sunday but the sunday before last i said we have got it mixed up because we've been calling people our enemies mm-hmm. we only have one enemy go back and read ephesians chapter six come back go back to that place this is a spiritual thing and i believe that is a big the biggest separation with the church itself. Who who you say, you know, who you believe? I'm I'm uh I'm Apollos. I'm I'm for this, you know, I'm for that. I'm a, I'm Jesus. This we get back to the place to understand that this is a spiritual battle, we'll start seeing what he told us to do with the golden rule. Like, love my neighbor as I yeah. love myself. Yeah. And then we get back in that place of connection. So that's mm-hmm. good. I yeah. just wanted to share that. Yeah. And I mean and it's and it's good, you know right before you were talking about getting in a local church and just getting in a church because, uh, I mean, even Solomon talks about it in Proverbs. You know, a man's way seems right at first, but in the end it leads to destruction. Come on. So I can think all day long that this is the right way, but not a, it's just like this. I, I use this uh, analogy sometimes when I'm preaching. I'll have a cup here or a, let's say like some type of, I don't know, a cup or anything. And so on one side it's got, you know, a logo of a team. And on the other side it's got nothing on it, right? Mm -hmm. And so I've got it pointing towards the congregation or whoever. And I tell them I'm looking at this cup. And I said, there's nothing, there is no logo whatsoever on this cup. I know without a shadow of a doubt I'm looking at this cup. Come on. And there is nothing on this. I know it. I'm going to stand on what I know. And the whole time the congregation is like, no, brother, there's a logo of Tennessee Balls <laughs> on the other side right there. And so yes. that's what it is. It's perspective. And I need I need that perspective from other people as well because sometimes 
I can be stuck on what I'm stuck on and feel like it's this or that or whatever the case may be. So coming into a church, and and here's the thing about it. This is what's so beautiful about it. We don't have to be the one, like we're inviting them, we're bringing them to the church and stuff. We don't have to be the one to prove it to them, to Come show on. it to them. Like, hey, you you got this wrong, that wrong, all these other. I mean, who? The Holy Spirit. That's And, and we just invite them to bring them That's to the right. feet right there. Right, matter of fact, uh, y'all may have noticed I took a phone call before I walked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, before we started. And in that phone call was a buddy. Matter of fact, it's my cousin. And I've been uh, helping him out. He had addiction, and he's out of it now. And I'm just kind of walking with him and trying to help disciple him along the way. So when he's got questions, he'll reach out to me about it. Well, one of the questions, he's got a girlfriend that she's still on the fence about this whole God thing, but she's been coming back around a little bit more on it. And uh, and he said, he said, hey, so I want to talk to you about my girlfriend and what she's saying. I said, okay, what is it? She's like, man, she's been asking questions and she's thinking, but she has this one analogy that she just thinks everybody, you know, has has God in them. And, and all they got to do is just, you know, tap into it. And if they tap into it, then they're able to activate, you know, whatever, you know, the powers that God have, whatever the case may be, a whole bunch of, you know, spirituality stuff and just other different things. And so here's the fact of the matter, man. A lot of people believe those. they're searching, they're seeking. They don't even know exactly what it That's is. Right. And they think that what they're standing on is truth. And I told him, I said, you know, you just continue to present truth to her. Don't go out there, just beat her over the head, this and that, you know, invite her to church. And, Cause he's still learning himself. Yeah. And he said, uh, he said, well, yeah, she said, I asked, I said, well, is she interested in coming to the church? He said, well, not right now, but she has continuously been saying, you know, you keep asking me because I'm going to come one day. And, um, and so I just, you know, I told him that you just, uh, like, with what she's believing, and I told him, I said, pray. You got to pray for her, for sure. Yes. Because it's just like when Saul was on his road to Damascus, he was, he, I mean, he stood on what he believed, right? Absolutely. He was going to it. And the Lord met him right there in his belief, in his unbelief, what he believed. And so the Lord's arm is not too short that he can't reach them right where they're at. Yes. And so continue to pray for them, but also meet them where they're at. Like, just like when Philip, uh, Philip, when he met that Ethiopian with uh, his understanding of what he was reading, he was able to bring Jesus into that conversation and present yes. truth to him rather than making him say, Hey, you're stupid. What are you thinking about believing something like that? You know, I mean, of course, present truth, but you, there's a way of presenting Jesus to them in that truth. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right. And so just continue to bring them to the uh, church and let them, uh, you know, let the Lord do what the Lord's going to do. Yeah. Truth with love. Truth, Truth with love. love. You, I mean, you got to have you, you got to have both. You can't just have, you know what, that is some of the issues with uh, liberals and conservatives, you know, or yeah. just going to one side versus the other with even with religion itself. We got a, a pendulum in the middle. And what has happened at one time, it was far left legalism or saying you, you, you're going, you going to hell. You know, it was just straight fear. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, I, I don't know who started what, but then it was, you know, it was like, you know, that's just, that's too much, you know, but you know, they, they need to know that Christ loves them. They, like God loves it, which is true, mm-hmm. but it has swung too so far, far to the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so, and, and I, that, I believe you know. this, I believe this and I might, be wrong. I believe that now we're in that shift again where it's moving back, moving back yeah. but it don't need to go too far to the left. So that's why we got to make sure that we do stuff with truth and love. I, I mean, that's, I love Bible study. And the reason why I like Bible study and discipleship, because I can hear the people talk. Mm-hmm. So I sit in and I'm in the midst of them and I'm listening to what they say. Cause a lot of times we got a lot of good Christian ease. We can say certain oh, stuff yeah. and they say high and mighty yeah. sounds like, and the almighty God, it sounds good. <laughs> All right. But okay. But what does that mean to you? Yeah. And so we, I'm pressing we, a little bit. We shout at them. We don't even know. Yes. Okay. Shout. Yeah. So I, I press a little harder and, and that was, I, I can't remember that, like the exact conversation that, that, that kind of transpired this, uh, the question that happened, whatever. But I remember the person that said what they said, they meant in good intentions, but they left a lot out. Mm-hmm. They got a full understanding. I'm like, man, we got youth in here. They don't understand that. Mm-hmm. So then I said, wait, wait. So you got to explain. So what do you mean? And then I said, let me, let me show you what I mean by that. I said, cause you got to understand just cause you've been in it 30 years. Yeah. There's still something else that perspective, right? Mm-hmm. There's still something on the other side of that cup that you don't see. Yeah. 
So let me let me bring let me bring that. So let me ask you another question. Let me ask you another question. Oh, I didn't even think yeah, of that. The light bulb goes up. Yes, yes. Yeah. So and I think that's one of the biggest. I don't know. I don't know if it's a a Jewish Hebrew thing with with Jesus when they ask him a question, he always followed it up with a question. Yeah. And that's my biggest thing. Even with my my messages, I I write a lot of questions down, and that's where I get my messages from. Mm-hmm. And then out of that, I'm I'm leaving people with a question like, okay. What's your next step? Yeah. I'm putting it in your card. What's your next step? I'm not just saying like what I say and that's it, but I'm leaving something that you got to now take yourself and you almost like Nicodemus, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's, I think that's a vital thing that we have to start doing yeah. even. Yeah. I know Corey's like. got something to say, but you, yeah. you asked, mm-hmm. like, so he said, uh, he asked him a question with a question. I, and I love that. I love that when they, cause they try to attack Jesus. They even come at him with questions, all this stuff, trying to catch him off guard. But Jesus was so confident in his identity and who he was. It is. He didn't come have on. to defend himself. He mm-hmm. didn't have to try to prove his point or anything. And I'm bad about that, y'all. I'm bad about having to try to defend myself, all these other different things. And when that's just a lack of my own identity that I'm working through as well. Yes, sir. But another thing is, when he, uh, you, they asked Jesus a question, and then Jesus asked a question back. Sometimes, man, it's powerful when that takes place because Corey may tell me something. Corey's real good at this, man. I've sat down and talked with him, and just like, and he's just got an ear, and he'll just listen, listen, yeah. listen. And, and there's a part of me that's just like, okay, give me the answer. You know, what I mean? <laughs> tell me what I need to do. All this other different stuff. Yeah, and then come he on. Hits me with a question. Mm. And it makes me think in a different perspective there on the is. other side of that cup. Come and on. then I get a revelation. Like, there it is. Oh, okay. Yes. Now. And then I believe it a whole lot more because it was yes. something that I'd kind of thought yeah. up on. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Because we are, we're grown, yeah. right? So if I come try to tell you what you need to do. Come on now. You don't have a full understanding. You're just doing what I told you to do. That's right. That's right. But if I if I if I'm teaching you from a place of this is a why, yeah, and this is the how and the what, so it's more. I think that's what a question does. Yeah, yeah. And then so now you're able to retain yeah. what you learn mm-hmm. because you got the revelation. I can hold on to it now. I got that, something to that's hold exactly on to. Exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So. Well, you were talking about asking the question. I believe the Lord loves questions yes right? like, yes and, absolutely and he loves because you're talking about a relationship there's a conversation there and i don't think he's a 100 you said is the arms not too short right? yes like that's, like your, that's like your that's like your son you know what i'm saying he asked mm-hmm. that question <laughs> and, and he loves the conversation and, and no question is too hard or too difficult yes and he wants you and there's a verse of scripture in proverbs that talks about is the glory of god to conceal a matter but the glory of kings to search it out mm, right he doesn't hide that's it that's right from mm. us but for us because oh, he loves the journey yes. you know yes. and, and you talk about I do love to ask questions and um but I but I learned this kind of the hard way. I was working at a job one time and a lady she told me to do something and she told me exactly how to do it, exactly what to do, why to do it and all of that and it fell flat. Mm. And I I cast blame. Oh, of course. And see, when it, whenever it's <laughs> and that's you, what we want to wow. do. That's why I need you to tell me to so, do it. Yes. Because, yeah. And it's, it's always my idea, mm-hmm. right? Like, and if it falls flat, then I've got somebody to blame it on mm-hmm. because I was told what to do. Yeah. But whenever I come to the revelation myself, now I have to take ownership. Yes. And I have to take responsibility. And this is the other thing I've thought about, too, in the world. It's so easy to give opinions because opinions... And I have no responsibility mm-hmm. with opinion. I can tell you mm-hmm. what you should do, mm-hmm. right? I can throw yep. my shoe at all over you. Yes. Because I have, I don't have to deal with the repercussions of what exactly. happens, and it's easy to do that. Yes. I, I, I guess what I was thinking, um, I looked up a verse of Scripture, and uh, I think you guys are talking about, you know, the difference of us trying to condemn people and people getting in the Word and revealing it to themselves, and it reminded me of, yeah, Second uh, Corinthians it talks about what our ministry is. Mm. Our ministry, the Holy Spirit's ministry, is to convict. Yes. Our mm. ministry is reconciliation. Yes, right? that's, right. that's like, good. That's, that's our that's role. I'm, I'm just going to read it right here. Yeah, come on. This is Second uh, Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's come right. on, Chris Payne. Come on. Old mm. things have passed away; they gone. Yes. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ. Yes. And here it is, and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now, we are ambassadors of Christ as though Christ were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled 
to God. And I'll, I'll, I'll finish with this as it relates to that. Um, we come in, you're talking about taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when I hear the word reconciliation, again, from my background, I think more of the business lane, and I think of my QuickBooks account. When I go to my QuickBooks account, it's got two ledgers on it. One is my, my QuickBooks. It tells me how many my transactions, how much money I got. And then the other one, it tells my bank account. Mm. And I have to go through there, and I have to reconcile them, mm. right? I have to make them line up. QuickBooks has this button. Come on. It says reconcile all. I like that. Yeah. I don't like going through all of them. Yeah. Well, God's got to reconcile all button, and it's called Jesus, right? Ooh, He's got to come on. Paid in full that's so good. on my account. Amen. And that's man. man, you know, and, and so it's good. just it's so easy to get caught up in telling people what they should do. You got this wrong with you, that wrong with you, and yeah. you need to be this. Yeah. Our ministry is reconciliation. And right. I, I like uh, also it says in there as well as part of the uh, reconciliation. It also says that we no longer view others from a fleshly standpoint yeah. anymore. Yeah. Like and, yeah. and so that that's like when before Christ, you know, I viewed people in a certain way, but now that I I have Christ, I'm no longer supposed to view them in a fleshly perspective Absolutely. as well. You know, and uh, from the lens of God. Yeah. And yeah. um. I, I feel led to tell this story. Real Come quick. on, Are we go good? ahead. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so we were talking about trying to get everything right and trying to do this. And, like, I don't want to mess up. I don't want to. Come on now. Y'all y'all been there before. Like, man, I, I want to make sure I get it right. I want to do mm-hmm. this and everything. Yeah. I don't want to mess up. Well, me coming from the lifestyle that I uh, had of addiction, I've carried a lot of failure. Right. And because I failed at jobs, I failed at relationships, I failed at family, I failed at all those things when I was in my addiction. Mm-hmm. And so just because I accepted Christ, all that, I mean, I still carried some of those things until I brought it to him. Right. And so I've, you know, I accepted Christ and I've changed my life around and everything. So I come into a program, the Russell Dream Center back in 2013. And it's a, it's a very structured in-house program. I'm talking about it's a very disciplined program, and the Lord knew that I needed that because mm-hmm. I'd done what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, how I needed to do it. And right. so when you go in the program, they uh, they have you fill out, like, you got an initial beside all the rules. Mm. And, y'all, there's 166 rules on that uh, that I've, that you got to follow, right? Mm. Wow. And so when I go in there, I'm initialing beside all of them, and I'm telling the, the person that's doing my intake at the time, I'm like, well, y'all ain't got nothing to worry about me. Like, I'm, I'm going to make sure, you know, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to get it all right. I'm going to do everything. Like, I, I'm going to follow these rules. You're not going to have any trouble out of me. Because really, man, I was going in there trying to give 110%. I was. I was broken. I was yeah. tired of the lifestyle I was living, and I was ready to give it a chance and to go all in, right? So I'm coming in, like, I'm fixing to give it 110%. You don't have to worry about me. Like, I'm going to follow all these rules. You just tell me what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Yeah. I'm your man. I'm going to do it. Right. And I had that mindset. Like, I really wanted to do the best that I could, which is great. And so here I go. I'm in the program, and I'm doing things. But the more that I was trying to get everything right, come on now, come on. the more I started messing <laughs> up. Yep. The more that I started this and that and all these other different things. And so what was taking place? Is I was literally, I tell people this as well, I was literally following all these rules. Like, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going like, I'm, I'm to get everything. And I usually do the analogy with me walking, but I'm going to go there, here, and do everything just right. And what I was doing was I was basically saying, Christ, I appreciate your grace and what you've done for me by dying for me and giving me grace, but I'm going to do this. Mm. I got this. I'm going to make sure I get everything right. And then I'm not going to, when the fact of the matter is, y'all, I don't know who's listening to this right now, where this goes, but the whole reason that God died for us, the grace that he has for you is for when you mess it up, he comes and help cleans it up. Because what I was doing at that point in time, when I wasn't receiving God's grace or love or mercy, and I was trying to get everything just right, I was basically having a mask on. It's just Mm -hmm. like if you had anybody that's played paintball or anything and you shoot paint at them and they got that mask on, the paint hits the mask. And let's say the paint is God's love, grace, mercy, his acceptance, forgiveness, and all those things. And with us having that mask on, it never hits us. It just hits that mask. Wow. And so sometimes it's up for us just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And that's why we grow in grace, because I messed up, because I make the wrong choices, because I realize Titus even tells us, he says, the grace of salvation is this right here to teach you to say no to ungodliness. There we go. Because it shows you and it reveals those things to you. And, and so it was me, like, and then the last, last passage is in Galatians. He says, Paul literally says, uh, 
So I stopped trying and started living. He was basically saying, I stopped trying to meet all the requirements of the law, and I started living for God. That's good. It's not about the do's and the don'ts. You hit the nail on the head. Jesus said it. He said the greatest commandment above all, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, will, and your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. All other commandments hang on this. Yes. It's that right there. Yes. And when I'm aligned, like loving the Lord and loving others, I'm going to grow in my grace, and I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to keep on moving. I love that. You said I started living. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One super quick. When you when you were saying that, um, for me, it never personally dealt with the addiction and all, but, but it's still so easy to say, man, I just want to get it right. I just want to make sure I get it right. I don't want to, Absolutely. I don't want to be deceived. Yes. And, and we're leaders, right? Like there are mm-hmm. people in your ministries yes. and people look and it's like, I don't want to deceive, be deceived because I don't want to deceive either. Yes. And, uh, I love what you said or what Paul said. I learned to live and I heard a, heard a, a quote. And I wrote it down whenever you said that because it was freeing to me. He said, uh, my faith is in the Holy Spirit's ability to lead me rather than the enemy's ability to deceive me. Yeah. Like whenever I buy into what you just said, yes. love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That Man, that is just so freeing. Yeah. kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, man, like that, that striving, that weight of performance yes. and having to know all the things. Yeah, exactly. Man, come on, come on. Well, I just feel like, you know, Chris, what you just said is the weight of even just kind of, that's the, that's the fade out mm-hmm. of, uh, I even feel like a call that maybe, you know, you could even end with a prayer, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I just, you know, what you said, and I, I put it in my notes too, is, you know, let's stop trying and start living. Amen. So like whoever that, whoever that is that, that has been listening and watching this, um, we want to let you know that there is a better way. Mm-hmm. Like uh, whatever is in your hand right now, God wants to give you something better. Mm-hmm. Even the thoughts that you have in your in your mind of where you felt like you never had identity, and um, it's like you was always you've been the black sheep, and things just seem like it never falls into place. But um, one of the things uh, I I said yesterday because yesterday was Super Bowl. And I think this is fitting for here is even when it comes down to a quarterback that maybe his offensive line didn't hold him up and he end up witnessing uh, being a part of a blitz and he hits the ground. You got three more downs. Mm, That's good. good. So life might have hit you hard. Life might have knocked the air out of you. You might be seeing stars. But you hear, you're living. So with that being said, we want to give you that opportunity. I, I really believe that uh, Chris, that that God is just even just kind of giving you that charge. And Corey, if you have something, you, you feel free to uh, speak into that. But I just feel like that charge of what you were saying is just like that's the weight of the weight. what He's trying to say today. So, and that's the thing, the weight, the weight. There's some people that's listening right now that's carrying that weight in your marriage. As a father, as a mother, uh, you may be struggling with addiction yourself or just some secret sin that nobody else knows about. And and there's this part of you who's like, man, if any, I can't, I can't do any, if anybody knew this about me, you know, I'm, I'm up here and and no, the Lord says you're carrying that around. He says, come to me, Matthew 11, 28 through 30. He says it, he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you Mm. and learn from me. You've been yoked up with other things that's taking you in the wrong direction. And the Lord says, yoke up with me. Mm. And not just yoke up for me, but learn from me. Learn how to live this thing out. Learn how to walk this thing out by grace in Jesus' name, he says. He says, and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is light. And so take it to Jesus. He's sending out an invitation and saying, come, all who are weary and heavy laden. Let's pray. Lord, we just come to you right now. And, Father, we just honor you and glorify you. Lord, we thank you, God, that you are sovereign over every situation. God, we thank you, Lord, that Jeremiah reminded us, God, that you knew us before we were even formed in our mother's womb. And not only did you know us, but you set us apart, God. And I thank you for that. 
And for the ones that's listening right now, God, I pray, Lord, that that heaviness that they are carrying, God, whatever the reason may be, God, I pray, Lord, that that be the thing that draw them to you, not push them away from you, but, God, draw them to you, Lord. Because it's your love and kindness, Lord, that draws us, Lord, and it's your grace that teaches us. And so, Lord, I pray, Father, that whatever lies the enemy has placed in their minds, that they're not good enough, they're not going to measure up, or even the lie of, uh, well, I'll I'll be a hypocrite, or I'm not worried, any of those things, God, whatever lies have bombarded their minds, God, that silence the truth of your love for them. God, we bind them and rebuke them in Jesus' Jesus name, God, and we release, we loose, God, your love over their mind. God, we lose, God, your identity over them. God, we lose, God, your purpose over them. And so, Lord, I pray, Father, that you just stir up a hunger and a thirst within them for you. And God, I pray, Lord, that you place godly people in their path. God, it's like that church we talked about, God. Godly people in that path that's going to present truth with love and God that's going to continue to lead them and guide them. So, Lord, we just bless you and we honor you and we thank you for this opportunity to do what you've allowed us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. Y'all, this has been amazing. Amen. Um, Amen. Corey, thank you. Corey, Chris, thank you for just coming on and just kind of even sharing the things that y'all have shared. Um, uh, For the ones I didn't get a chance to say this, but thank you for listening to Grace Talk today. Uh, and we just believe that uh, that the words that were said today will find you and uh, bring life. So uh, tune in next next week. We we're just we're working through through some things, and yeah. and God has given us clarity. But uh, we love you guys, and God bless. Yeah.